You're listening to the Performance Group Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and get to know the unseen heroes of our local community. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Kirby, and on the Performance Group Podcast, we make it our mission to learn from those around us and shed light on our local community. If you're new to the show, we have spoken to business leaders, community, organizers, friends, and family. And before we jump in today, I hope to ask you for a favor. If you could please just take one second to hit subscribe and share our posts. It would mean a whole lot to me, our team here at the Performance Group, and our amazing guests on today's show. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Performance Group Podcast, our first podcast of 2021. We're finally on from 2020 and moving forward. On today's episode, we have a special guest. His name is Clayton Whiston. Clayton was and is a former county councilman in uh, Madison County. He is from Elwood, Indiana, and he is now the president and CEO of the Madison County Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for coming in, Clayton. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. I don't know how special I really am, but I, I appreciate the kind words. Well, you know, I don't know how special you are yet either. <laughs> I think that's the whole point of having this conversation. So, from my light research that I did, you are the son of a teacher and a carpenter. Is that correct? That's that's true. I'm, I'm about as, as blue-collar down-to-earth as uh, an upbringing, which, which I think is a pretty fair representation of Madison County as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. You're born and raised in Elwood, Indiana, correct? Yes, and as of a month ago, I'm now an Andersonian. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, my wife and I, bought a historic four square in downtown Anderson that we're uh, continuing a rehabilitation on. So that's that's a whole new adventure that, that we're taking on. Yeah, absolutely. That kind of speaks to where you are in life now. So you have now moved into Anderson. You have moved into your new role as the um, president CEO of Madison County Chamber of Commerce a year ago. You're really kind of diving into Madison County, what it has to offer, correct? Yeah, this this week actually marks my one year anniversary at the Chamber of Commerce. Congratulations! What what a year it was, um, despite you know all the the negativity around the virus and elections and all of that. Uh, I'd say we had a pretty successful year, yeah. uh, all things considered, with a shutdown and and uh, all of all of the different things going on within the business community, all of the different adaptations that we had to make. I feel like the Madison County business community showed a great deal of resiliency in kind of coming through this. And now, you know, we've got some vaccines coming out. And we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, I think. And I think we're going to come out of this stronger than ever. Yeah, sometimes it's it's going through those challenges to see what people are made of. So um, you took this job last year not knowing what the future was to hold. When you went into the job in uh, the beginning of 2020, what was the, the main you know issue that you were trying to solve or, or you walked in with at that time versus what you ended up having to deal with instead? Sure. So to take it even a step further back, I was a career firefighter for the city of Elwood. Um, and in my time on the Madison County Council and through a few nonprofit boards that I had served on, um, I had made some pretty good connections within the greater Madison County area. and had a, f- a few folks approach me and said, hey, we think you would be great at leading the Madison County Chamber of Commerce into our new chapter. And I told them no. <laughs> I, and that was just my initial reaction because I didn't understand what the chamber did. To yeah. me, my explanation to them was it seemed very cosmetic, yeah. very superficial. You know, ribbon cuttings, glad handing, cheerleader stuff. And 
some of that is important, but I wanted more depth to it. I wanted tangible results that helped businesses. And those folks came back to me and they said, you know what, we absolutely agree. And so does the chamber. The, the board wants more of that. Mm-hmm. They just don't know what it looks like yet. We need somebody to come in and share their vision of what the chamber could be. And so my thought process as we were going through the hiring process was to be more actively engaged in governmental and, and business advocacy, mm-hmm. to have more of a presence in economic development, workforce development, and then also get into some community improvement initiatives that you know, today they had never really had a presence in. And out of 65 national uh, candidates, they, they selected the local kid. So yeah. uh, we had a great first three months of um, getting out and meeting the membership and understanding their needs. And then all of that came to a screeching halt with the shutdown. Uh, and I think one of the benefits that I had during that was I wasn't set in my ways yet. I was still brand new learning the first job. So now learning a second job, that wasn't really a change of pace for me. So we immediately came out with our adaptive reopening series. We came out with our chamber cast series and really pivoted well into the digital space uh, to, to still meet the membership needs and, mm-hmm. and represent our folks as best as we could while being forced to work from home. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that really speaks to the resolve of the businesses as well as your own and call it just um, maybe call it a little bit of innocence in the sense that you were just learning the the job for the first time, so it wasn't that hard for you to pivot or move the chamber into the direction it needed to go into. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the first part of the job. You know, figuring something else out on the fly. I've been doing that for two months anyway, so why not? So those connections that you got as the um, council or the county councilman, um, speak to how the economic improvement and those things have really driven you, even from where you started in 2014 when you first ran for county council. So... What it really did was highlight to me all of the different groups that we've got here in Madison County and, and how, how productive we could be if we were all rowing in the same direction. What could we do if we had a common goal, a common vision, and we were all pushing towards the same initiatives, everybody working in their lane to accomplish their piece of the puzzle? To that end, we've established a strategic partnership with the Corporation for Economic Development. Rob Sparks and his team are fantastic business recruiters uh, on the on the micro or the macro scale rather. They're they're looking for the 200 pound marlin. Mm-hmm. They they want to bring in the Nes- the Nestle's, the yeah. NTNs, the Carter Express. They're they're looking at recruiting major corporations to come in and fill these needs in Madison County. Our role is to work in a complementary fashion to build up the business base of the businesses that those large corporations will rely on to help get their product to market. Very similar to GM back in the day, they had so many complimentary small businesses built around them. Absolutely. The foundries and all the other Absolutely. things. Absolutely. And ours is more of a supporting network of helping to build those up mm-hmm. to help facilitate future large-scale employment growth. Um, so which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Do you have to build those complementary businesses in order to recruit the high-level large companies, or do those large companies come in and those complementary businesses come in afterwards? You know, it's really a blend. Um, it helps to have pieces in place for for business recruitment, but honestly, the large corporations they're not necessarily looking at the ancillary businesses. What they're looking for are 
utilities, mm-hmm. roadway access, land usage, water availability. Water availability is huge. If anyone in the food service is going to consume a large volume of water, so having those resources available to these businesses, uh, broadband, having uh, fiber ready, all of these things are the things that they're really looking at. Mm-hmm. And then the number one driver is workforce, available workforce, yeah. which is an identified need here in Madison County. So when you say identified need here in Madison County, what do you mean? So the Madison County Chamber in the fall, we conducted our uh, first annual workforce development survey of all of our membership. And the results came back were strikingly similar despite size and nature of industry in that the number one issue with Madison County business is finding the right number of qualified applicants. Mm-hmm. And they're struggling to do that. And keeping them. Attract and keep good people. That's right. That's right. It's tough, especially as a small business. So we work with you know, small businesses and what we do, whether it's tax accounting, bookkeeping. And the biggest thing that small businesses don't have to offer are the big benefit packages, the higher pay. People can go down you know, to 116th Street and take the exact same position, get paid $2 more an hour, plus get a 401k and a benefits package that people here in Madison County, they just struggle to be able to offer. Right. So that's where we've seen the, especially with our clients coming out of 2020, their biggest concern is how do I keep, they can get as much business in the world, but if they can't have any help, it's, it's tough. And our second piece to that puzzle is we have a large swath of people here locally that are no longer active participants in the labor force. Uh, the, the latest numbers we got out were, were somewhere between 10 and 15,000 people estimated in the Madison County region that are no longer active participants. And we know that some of those folks have legitimate disabilities. Mm-hmm. Some of those folks are, are, are stay at home because you know, childcare and, and what have you. A lot of folks have reasons of why they don't have a job, but 10 to 15,000 of them, that's high. Yeah. That's, that's one of the highest in our region. Oh, wow. And so reaching those individuals and getting them back to being members of our workforce would be a huge boost for Madison County. How do you do that? It's complicated. You know, that, that's why it hasn't been done yet. Uh, so one of the things that, that we've been in conversations with CED about is should we pursue uh, Governor Holcomb's 21st century talent region proposal. Uh, so far, there are no entities in Madison County that have this designation. Hamilton County does. Uh, of the 92 counties in Indiana, there are only nine that aren't even in talks with the state about pursuing this designation. Madison County is one of them. To me, that's embarrassing, and that's something that we can improve on. What it requires is an entity to pull together all of the local stakeholders, from local government to nonprofit, K-12, higher education, the business community, get everybody a seat at the table and create a systems-based approach towards workforce development. Highlight what everyone is doing well and pooling our resources together for the common goal of workforce development. Yeah. So when we talk about workforce development, is that geared more towards these 18-year-olds coming out of school and into the workforce, or is that the people that are probably towards the latter half? You know, it's... It's really a two-part problem. Number one is is creating a K-12 environment where kids see 
opportunities locally. The brain drain is a real problem here in Madison County. Mm -hmm. we're, we're sending a lot of kids off to college and not a lot of them are coming back here. Nope. I think you and I are probably minorities here in this county and that we're under 40 with a college degree. That's not, that, that's not real common. Uh, I know it wasn't common in Elwood. People are, are moving to, to Fishers, Carmel, Greenwood, yeah. uh, Southport, all of the, the donuts proximity. And I think a lot of people lose or, or forget that we've got a pretty close proximity to Indianapolis as well. And if you choose to make your own opportunities here, there are opportunities available to seize. Uh, then the second part of that problem is identifying the adults that are already out of K-12 should be participating in the labor force and are either unemployed or underemployed or just not participating. Yeah, those are, those are pretty much the exact same points we make a lot. And it's tough, but I think we're trending in the right direction. With the three lanes on 69 up to Anderson, I think that makes a big difference from a commute standpoint um, of people wanting to live in Anderson. If you can get people to live in Anderson and change the school system to where they want to send their kids there, I feel like then the jobs will start to migrate more and more towards Madison County in general. The connection, especially Pendleton, we're South Madison County, but say what you will, we're connected to every single road the way that there is in, from a... South Madison in particular is the most poised to capture the growth coming from the Indy metro area. And I, I absolutely love what the town of Pendleton is doing right now. You're, you're seeing investments uh, in murals and art, in, in the parks, uh, what they just did with the tree planting as kind of the cap on the recovery from the tornado. That was a fantastic community building event. Uh, and a lot of folks now aren't necessarily needing to be five minutes from where they work. They want to live where they can have fun. Mm -hmm. And I think Pendleton sees that more than others. Uh, but others are starting to catch on. Downtown Elwood, they're making all kinds of investments in the quality of life to improve that area. Uh, Downtown Elwood is beautiful, especially during Christmas times. If it, oh, with all the, they the got all the lights. On. Yeah. Uh, is that bit, put on by the town? Who pays for that? I've always wondered that. When I drive the, initial, the initial funding for the lights were, were paid for out of a, a grant given to the city of Elwood from the county out of food and beverage tax money. Mm -hmm. um, but every year, the city, at their own cost, pays the utilities. Uh, they pay the contractors to hang the lights. The city of Elwood does that That's uh, gorgeous. As, as a way to stay festive and to keep investing in their community and keep their citizens proud of where they live. Absolutely. Uh, and Mayor Jones has continued that tradition, and I couldn't be more proud of him. Yeah, absolutely. So now that you are um, looking at 2021, what are some of the biggest things that we as business owners can help the, the chamber do in order to help you achieve your goals? Sure. Um, so one of our key functions, um, I like to say that we're like an iceberg. Mm -hmm. you know, the ribbon cuttings and, and some of the ceremonial stuff, that's the that's 10% that everybody sees. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of business advocacy work on the background, but we don't do this just out of ideas that we've come up with. We are in constant communication with our membership about what can we do to help facilitate your needs and your growth. The number one thing the business community can do is to keep that dialogue open with us, to provide us with the information that we need to be advocating on their behalf. Did we were uh, we were very fortunate uh, to have a seat on the steering committee for the Madison County Comprehensive Plan. 
that is soon to be passed. It'll be passed in the spring of this year. And in that, we're recognized along with CED as the loan entity that reports to government uh, and provide them with information on business infrastructure needs. So on a five-year basis, we have to provide a report to all the local governmental units in Madison County based on infrastructure needs of Madison County businesses. That's that's our wheelhouse. That's really where we focus on. And so understanding your needs helps us facilitate those conversations. And have you had pretty, you have how many members within the just, county? Just under 400. So you have just under 400. Are, is there a pretty open dialogue? Do you have 20% cream rice to the top? Or are you having, you know, 400 members that are very open in their dialogue with you? Uh, some more than others. Uh, we, you know, it runs the game. We have some members that come to every single event. They respond to every single email. And that's you know, probably the, the 20%. I'd say we've got 60% in the middle that participate when they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also make calls to them to, to make sure that we're... And then we've got 20% that are members and they pay their dues regularly purely as an investment into the community because they see what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And they may not necessarily need our offerings, but they know the others do. And so they're essentially adopting another business to help them out. Yeah. So speak to the, you said you guys started more community involvement from the Madison County Chamber. So what are you guys doing to improve the, the local community yourselves? So we've been in conversations with the Black Chamber of Commerce, Anderson's Black Chamber, to see what can we do to partner with them to make physical improvements on the west side of Anderson. What can we do to, to truly embrace uh, the rich history and culture within that community in Anderson. And so we're looking at targeting uh, some murals, city beautification efforts, mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature. Um, what organizations are you guys working with for the, um, the beautification side, for the art? Who's doing the art? Are you guys hiring independent contractors? Is it no, local no, people in the community? No, we, we're not going to do it ourselves because gotcha. I can't draw. No, I can't paint. Um, most likely, we would partner with either the A-Town Center or another local contractor. My wish is if we do get into making some murals, that we can have some local artists have some input to kind of have a local flavor in, yeah. the, in the design and the artwork. Yeah. Uh, the mural that the A-Town Center just did, I thought it was a fantastic idea in inviting community members to come out and paint a triangle, paint a square, and have your have some ownership stake in the beautification efforts of that mural that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the downtown sector of Anderson has obviously changed the last five years, even from when I was going to school. Um, what are some of the bigger plans in downtown? You see, you know, Oakley Brothers and some of these bigger, you know, restaurants and businesses coming in and pushing more towards downtown. What can we do to better help the downtown growth of Anderson specifically? First and foremost, support your downtown businesses. We've got a really thriving entertainment district, what I would what I would call from Kettle Top to Creatures of Habit, BYOB to Oakley Brothers, Borough Loco. You've got a stretch and, and place strategically right in there. You've got the Paramount Theater, the Main Stage Theater, the Digman Park Theater, and so I know in a COVID year, yeah, those been, are tough industries. It's, it's been very difficult to keep that artistic spirit alive 
in, in a year where they're just not wanting people to get together. Mm-hmm. But this isn't permanent. We won't be here in this moment forever. We will have live concerts again. We will be able to go see a play again. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like the downtown, especially the Meridian Street stretch of Anderson, can be a little Broadway if we wanted it to be. And the number one way that the community members can help is supporting your locally owned businesses. Support each other. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Absolutely. So then let's kind of take one step backwards. And what I want to talk about is, obviously you speak from a place of passion and a place of um, understanding for economic development. Is that something that you've always had or something that you gained through your time as a county councilman? You know, I've, I've always loved Madison County and I've always had a desire to serve. Uh, I was initially going to be in law enforcement and then shifted gears, became a firefighter. And then it was really through the Leadership Academy that I, I was in this class with 40 other awesome leaders that were doing great things in Madison County. I, was, I actually went through the class with Rachel Christensen here from Pendleton. And I got to see so many people doing awesome things and realize that you can serve the community without having to wear a badge. Mm-hmm. And so that's what really was able to get me over the hump into taking this job with the chamber. But any type of community building, advocacy type, you're not going to be successful without a passion. And I was just very fortunate to land a position where I call home mm-hmm. and to be able to advocate for my home. So you served as a... Um Firefighter in Elwood, correct? Yes. For how long? I was there for eight years. And what made you want to be a firefighter? Adrenaline. Adrenaline. Because you came out of ISU, you went to study criminology. Yeah. And that was after you did the Leadership Academy? Or when does the Leadership Academy take No, I, I graduated from Indiana State okay. in 07. Okay. I immediately got hired into the state police okay. because I wanted to be an FBI agent. I was a junior in high school when 9-11 happened. And in that moment, I knew I was going to serve. I didn't know what capacity, but I knew in that moment I was going to serve. And I investigated every branch of the military, and I just somewhat had an epiphany that I'm going to be a part of the group that stops the next one. I'm going to be in the FBI. And everything was going according to plan. I was in the state police training academy, and I was in a car accident that uh, left me without the use of both my legs from about mid-thigh down. Oh, no. And... To say that was devastating would be an understatement, and I had what I affectionately call my Forrest Gump leg braces. That was how I was able to walk around, was wearing these contraptions on my legs. And after about eight months, the nerves regenerated in my legs, and I slowly started to rehab. But during that time, I was sitting at home, pouting, feeling sorry for myself, and it was my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, had a very real moment saying, hey, listen, this was a tough break, but you can't feel sorry for yourself forever. At some point, you're going to have to pull yourself off. And she was absolutely right. And knowing that I still wanted to be in law enforcement, I started applying to different areas. And it was uh, Sheriff Doug Carter, who is now the superintendent of the state police down in Hamilton County, that was willing to take a chance on me and hire me in the jail. Um, and he wouldn't have done that without Eddie Moore, who was a captain and jail commander at the time, willing to take a chance on me and allow me to wear my braces under my, under my uniform pants. And I worked in the Hamilton County Jail for five years while I was rehabbing my legs and everything. And 
if you've never worked in a jail, it's it's worth going on a tour because it's an environment unlike any other. And as you might imagine, the clientele dealing with on a day in day out basis can leave you a little jaded. Mm -hmm. And again, my now wife had a very real moment. She would say, I love you and we're okay, but you're becoming a jerk. <laughs> and so you're going to have to figure that out. If you're unhappy professionally, you got to figure that out. And she was absolutely right. It just so happened that the Elwood Fire Department was hiring. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like an awful lot of fun. That's why I applied and was very fortunate to get hired right out of the gate my first try. And uh, spent the next, next eight years having a blast. I, I loved being a firefighter. I believe it. You see the volunteers over here. We're right next door to the fire station. And you see them running across the street oh, yeah. with their ground a donut. And they're yeah. ready to rock and roll. And they're some of the bravest people I know. And they, they eat it up. They love it. So at what point um, during your time as a firefighter did you decide that public service in another aspect made sense, moving to the running for county council? So governmental affairs had always been a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. And one benefit of being a career firefighter is you get a lot of free time. You get a lot of days off. You're working a 24-hour shift, and then you get the next two off. Mm -hmm. um, and it just so happened that at the time we had a council member that was representing us and not didn't really have the best views and takes on public safety. And so I was encouraged by a few friends to to find a candidate to to run against this individual and so why not me? I told my wife it would be an adventure and she was she was all in and uh, on our first try we won by a landslide oh, wow. of twenty four votes. <laughs> <laughs> About 8,000 ballots cast in the election. I won by 24 of them. Shoo no recount? No recount. Um, and it was somewhat funny that uh, my first election, the guy that I was really trying to defeat, he got beat in the primary. Oh. So the guy I was running against in the general election is Tom Shepard, who is now our county surveyor. And I've got the utmost respect for Tom. I think he would have done a heck of a job on the council. and He's doing a heck of a job as surveyor. Mm -hmm. uh, but it would just... So it happened that you know I was all fired up, ready to run against one person, and now I'm running against somebody else that, that I kind of respect. But yeah, changes your entire yeah. On it. So you served for six years, five years. I served uh, four, four years. Four, four years, years on council. One term. One term, and then transition. Is that a full time job? I don't know. No, no, it's uh, it's one of the few county positions that's a part time job. The, the council. So you stayed on at the fire department yes. the entire time. Yep. So did they call you counselor when you went to work? Or what? Oh, no. Oh, no. They ripped you pretty They called me a lot of other things. Yeah, never, I'm sure they yeah. ripped you pretty hard. <laughs> so then you transitioned to the Chamber of Commerce, and here we are today and looking towards 2021. If you want to say – I have two things that I want to say. Sure. About you. Um, one, did you, your dog's name is Millie. Yeah. That's the name of my dog. Okay. That's all I wrote down. It was like we both have a dog we, named I've Millie. been a dog owner for all of two weeks now. And oh she's my an absolute sweetheart. Yes. So, what kind of dog is she? She's a little. She, which, she or she could be a puppy. I she's a rescue. She's okay. a rescue, and so she's like half dachshund, half beagle. That's our best. That's yes. Yeah. yeah. She's real long, like a wiener dog. Has floppy ears, but she's she's got a lot of you know tracker in her, like like a beagle. So. so, did you get it from APL or did you get? Her, you said she's a rescue. Would you? Um, my wife's dad got her for us. Okay. Yeah. That was your Christmas gift. Kind of, 
Kind of. It was unsolicited. Yeah. Uh, but we're animal lovers, so we weren't going to say no. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's all I have to say. And then do you, is your brother your twin or is he a stunt double? You guys look <laughs> a lot alike. He's uh, he's actually quite a bit taller. He's about four he inches is, taller than he's me. He's a giant. But uh, he's two years older. Okay. Yeah, he's two years older than I am, and I always tell him that I don't care how tall he is, I'm still meaner than him, and I can still take him. Mm-hmm. So is that why you grew your beard so you would at least have a little bit of? No, I grew the beard 100 percent because we couldn't have him at the fire department, and I couldn't have it at the jail. So I, yeah. so I went 13 years without being able to grow facial hair, and so day one, as soon as I was officially not a firefighter, I started growing my beard. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't know that it's permanent, but it's here for the winter. Right? Yeah, well, in, in when you're doing everything virtually and you're not meeting with that many people exactly. in person. Exactly. It means a heck of a lot less. So those are the only two like main things I wanted to ask you. So as we, um, as we leave, go ahead and send a message to everyone listening um, about why they should join the Madison County Chamber of Commerce, how to do it the importance of what you're trying to do and how we can help and how I can help and how this podcast can help and how the people listening can help. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't here necessarily to, to plug, plug up the, the, and plug the chamber, plug but it. I want to plug the Madison County business community. And I, I'm a firm, firm believer in the mantra that a, a rising tide lifts all ships. And we, by proxy, we, we are the largest business advocacy organization in East Central Indiana. You know, with nearly 400 members, what that brings is a collective voice for the business community. So when I'm having conversations uh, with leaders both in our county and outside of our county, they understand that I'm not talking Clayton Whitson from Owen, Indiana. I'm talking Clayton Whitson representing 400-plus members of the Madison County business community that all have a common vision on improving our area. And so if that sounds like something that you would want to participate in or you want some more information and you just want to sit down and talk with me to share your ideas. I'm, I'm all ears. Uh, I would encourage folks to, to check out our Facebook page. We're doing a lot of stuff via social media. It's Madison County Chamber. Uh, and then also MadisonCodeChamber.com is our website. There's a direct link to sign up there if you want to be a chamber member or yeah, send me an email. Uh, I, that's my preferred method because I want to know more about your business. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we get folks to sign up randomly uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. But my way is I, I prefer to come in here so that I can understand your business and understand what your business needs. Perfect. Well, that sounds great. That sounds like a really good opportunity for a lot of us. Um, as we move forward, we're going to be um, really excited to share what the Chamber's doing this year and really excited to um, you know, see how many businesses we can push into this and grow and grow Madison County together. Clayton, I appreciate you coming in. I appreciate you taking hey, the time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We'll get a picture now. Hey guys, thank you again so much for your love and support of the Performance Group Podcast. For more information on the podcast, the Performance Group, or even our guests, feel free to reach out directly via our website, performancegroupindiana.com, or feel free to email me directly, which is sean at performancegroupindiana.com. We'll see you guys next week.